so yeah, getting this thing started, uh, if you want to give us a little bit about your background, uh, where you came from, and then how you got on the wavelength of microdose you and anything else about your journey so far. And uh, yeah, from there, we can get the ball rolling. Sounds great, Gary. So yeah, you know, and I'll share this with you. Everything's connected. So even when I tell you a little bit about my journey as a doctor, I'm, so I'm right now I'm a retired dentist. I was I went to dental school many years ago, practiced dentistry for quite some time. Um, the reason I say everything's connected is because this story is is very very pertinent. Um, when I, when I was practicing as a dentist, I, I knew in my heart. It's not the kind of thing I want to do for the rest of my life. So I was always thinking about it. As I was seeing patients, I was like thinking, like, what, what can I do to make my life better and 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 have more purpose? And and I I just knew I didn't want to do this forever. So I'm just picturing I, you looking in people's mouth, like, I, there's got to be another way, man. There has to be. <laughs> well, it's funny. It was kind of close. So there, I remember there was this um, piece of artwork in my treatment room, one of my treatment rooms. And I'd be working on a patient. I'd look up at the wall, and there's this piece of artwork, and it had like a, um, a glass, I guess, a glass cover over the over the art. And I could kind of see my reflection a little bit as I was looking at the piece of art. And I always said to myself, like, I do not. I was probably in my 30s, I'm guessing. And I said to myself, the patient never heard this, thank God. But um, <laughs> I said to myself, I don't want to be looking at my reflection. And doing the same thing when I'm 60. I said, this it's not, it's not, I just don't want to be doing this. So mm -hmm. I, I kind of came up with some some other ideas and I stayed in dentistry, but um I opened up a business where my brother, who's also a dentist, we were um public speakers and coaches, and we owned a, a big dental conference. So we were helping people in dentistry all over North America without me having to practice, without me having to have my fingers in people's mouths all day. And this was like it went on for decades. It's still going on. My brother still runs it. I took a sabbatical only because I was starting to get burnt out from it. I mean, it, it was great work. We traveled all over the place and uh, speaking on stages from anywhere from, you know, 10 people to 3000 people. It was, it was really, really cool. We were kind of like a, it's kind of like, if there's a such thing, I was kind of like a, like a dental rock star, like in the, in the, <laughs> in the, in the profession of dentistry, I was well known or still am well known, but outside of dentistry, I'm a no, I was a nobody. So that, that was good for me. Good enough for me. But um, towards the end of that gig, at least for me with the, um, the speaking and the consulting and the coaching and stuff like that, I, I was I was really starting to feel like I was getting burnt out. It, it, again, it was it was going on for decades, and I was feeling burnt out. I was feeling um, a lot of anxiety. I didn't really know why, but I just wasn't feeling right, and. My wife and I decided we lived so we lived in Maryland at the time. Lived in Maryland all my life, basically, and um, we decided years ago, a few years back, that um, we wanted to make a move. We love the mountains. We love winter sports. We, you know, all the things that go along with the mountains and the snow and everything. Um, so we decided to like sell everything we own and move to Salt Lake City, Utah. And so basically, we sold almost all of our possessions, either sold, donated. We bought an RV, a little little RV, very small RV, and um, so the RV along with our cat, our cat, and our um, what little we had left, we just moved to Salt Lake City and, and rented a house. Just didn't even want to buy anything. Just didn't want to commit to that. So just and kind of started our life over. And it's been it's been a blast. But how, however, um, 
once we moved, I was, for some reason, I could never figure it out. I was still dealing with this, uh, like, extreme anxiety, which turned into some depression as well. And, and I had nothing to be anxious about. I couldn't figure it out. But uh, I just I just had this almost all day long and all night. I could just feel like this, 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 it was, it was very hard to describe. Some angst. It was, yeah, yeah. It was just mm -hmm. a, like a really, really tough feeling. And some, some days I just didn't feel like doing anything at all. And I mean, here we moved to our, to our like paradise and, and I was feeling weird every day. So I started seeking out the advice of a um, psychologist, I'm sorry, psychiatrist, psychiatrist. He put me on meds and um, some of the meds were, were not that great. And, and it seems like things kept getting worse and worse. And one, one night I remember in the middle of the night, I woke up to use the bathroom and I just felt like really, really weird. And I just felt like not good. And so I, I just went downstairs, took my blood pressure, and it was, it was super high. It was like it was like close to two hundred over something. And I woke my wife up, and I said, "You got you got to take me to the ER. I think I might be dying." And I wasn't I didn't have a smile on my face like I do now when I said that. It was, I was really really scared, Gary. Yeah. So uh, we went, and and they kind of calmed me down and did some stuff there, and, and I came home, and and um, basically, I, I was on pharmaceuticals for this anxiety and depression for sometime and and we had, they, we had to tweak them because some were working some were not working but it got to the point where i i, I was on uh, lexapro and some uh benzo benzo benzodiazepine valium uh as needed and um i just felt like it was working okay but there, there has to be something better there's just, i just don't want to be feeling like this and taking these pharmaceutical meds for the rest of my life this, this isn't what my life is supposed to be like i'm still you know relatively young at least i like to think that but i just felt like i was getting in worse shape i just couldn't do stuff that i used to do so that's when this was about two years almost exactly two years ago as we're recording this i i, I started looking into uh, magic mushrooms and psilocybin and, and microdosing and i just immersed myself into this culture i was I, I couldn't get enough information i was reading i was watching listening watching youtube videos listening to podcasts and i said to myself like I've got to try this. There's, there's, there's basically nothing to lose, everything to gain, and I, I, and I, I just can't keep going all the way I'm going. And I, I just tried. I just, I found out how to get it, and, and um, I remember the first morning I ever. Now I, I'll back up because I'm a product of the um, '60s and '70s. I mean, I, I was in high school in, in late '60s, early '70s, graduated, so everybody was using drugs. I mean, you know, marijuana was like all over the place. And, and a lot of my friends were using other things, which I never really did. But I, I was pretty comfortable with, you know, around cannabis and everything. So, but I didn't know what to expect from microdosing. I, I, I never used a psychedelic at all in my life. So I remember the first morning I take the, it was in a capsule. I took this, ca I ate this capsule. I'm thinking like, okay, what's going to happen? So I just turned on the TV and watching, um, some, some stuff on TV. And, and I remember a commercial came on and it was probably about an hour or two after I, after I dosed and I just started like just laughing at this thing. And I don't know whether this was uh, a placebo, but I just felt like everything was funny. And I walked over to the park across the street from my house, right out there, basically right there. And um, I just started walking around and I had headphones on and I was listening to Sergeant Pepper. And I said to myself, this is, this is my new life. I, I, I'm, <laughs> And this is after one, this is after the very first microdose. Again, I, it might have been, it might have been uh, a placebo. I don't know. It doesn't really matter, does it? But, no. I, but I started feeling better. 
And I started using, I started microdosing to a regimen. And um, I want to just make, make it clear because a lot of people are watching this and I've got a lot of you know followers to, to my show, to my, uh, my podcast, Microdose You. And a lot of people are, are, they get upset if it doesn't start working like right away. Everybody's different. For me, it did start working right away, but for some people, it could take it could take a few months. Just be patient. Be patient. Stick with stick with it. But it did change my life. And and over the course of two years, I've learned how to um, tweak it. I've learned what to expect. I've learned uh, some of the work to do alongside of it. And right now, I um, said to my to my followers the other day, I said I, I haven't microdosed in about right now. It's been probably five or six weeks, and I just I'm just kind of testing to see what it's like to be not having to microdose because the 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 medicine has done its work. And mm-hmm. Gary, as I sit here and I'm talking to you, I mean, I feel really, really good. I mean, there's no anxiety. There's no depression. I am. I just feel good about my life. I'm, I'm doing things now physically that I wasn't able to do back then when, you know, when I was feeling lousy. Uh, so this, this really works. And it's been, it's been probably one of the most significant things I've ever done in my life. Mm-hmm. Long answer to a short question there. Uh, no, that was great. That was awesome, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I feel you because I'm also a microdosing veteran and you described it very, very well. And it's almost like a miracle, right? It's almost like, whoa, how do they, I mean, it's coming out now, the word's coming out now, but how how is this kept under wraps for so long, you know? And yeah, uh, yeah. you're not, are you on, are you on any uh, pharmaceutical medication right now or did you get off the meds? Oh, that's okay. Great question. I, I did. Yeah, I left that out. So about, um, let's see, where are we now? It, it's been about, it's been probably about a year. Mm-hmm. So, so it, it took me, so, okay. So let's say my microdosing. Um, I know it's not probably good not to date these things, but I'm, I'm going to use some dates anyway, just to give your, your, your viewers a, a sense of um, timeline. Um, so I started microdosing in like April of 2021 or yeah, we're in 2023 now, right? Uh, so 20, mm-hmm. so about two years ago. And then I, I can, I was on Lexapro um, and, and I was on, um, Benzo as needed, like as needed. Like my my doc said, like if you just feel like you're the 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 Lexapro is not really working, you're having a bad day, just take it, take it, take a Valium, uh, a small a small dose. But um, almost immediately, I was able to say, I don't I don't need the Valium anymore at all. Like that was just that was almost immediately. I, I kind of stopped yeah. that, never never to use them again. Uh, the Lexapro, it's a little different because it's an SSRI, and you you can't just cold turkey it anyway. And and I you know and it does work. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that pharmaceuticals don't work at all. They do work. It's it's not the kind of thing I wanted to be on for the rest of my life. And they don't work as well as the microdosing, but they do work. So I, I after a several months, I started weaning off very slowly. So I would say probably um, about probably eight or nine months into my microdosing journey, I was able to wean off the Lexapro totally. So to answer your question, I'm, I'm on no pharmaceuticals whatsoever for for mental health zero yeah that's amazing that that is a miracle yeah, right it there. really is yeah, mm. yeah yeah i think the differences between the pharmaceuticals and microdosing or the holistic path i guess one could say is that the pharmaceutical path is a way to yeah it does work but is it really a path to healing is it really a path to really, I guess you could say, get over your ailment or just, um, you know, being able to truly be happy without it? 
when you, like you mentioned with microdosing, it's not something that you needed to take every day per se. And you said you haven't done it in six weeks, right? Five, six, yeah, five, a little over a month, five, six weeks, something yeah, like that. You haven't done it in five, six weeks and yet you feel, you know, exuberant, you feel great. That's the big difference is it's like the, it's the, the, the classical model and yeah, it does work. It does work. I'm not hating on it, but the classical model is more um, something that you, like you rely on to to just feel normal, to feel like a sense of equanimity in your life, I guess. But but then with the microdosing regimen, it actually like leads you to a path ultimately where you don't need the microdosing. <laughs> you don't even need the mushrooms, right? And if you do need it, if it does, you know, if the, the if, if you do get the call, you answer it. Right. But it's not mm. something you have to rely on every single day. It's uh, it's really like a path to change up how you see the world. And I guess physiologically, a, ch- a way to change your brain. And that's so huge, man. Like the, to, you know, neurogenesis. I'm pretty sure you've heard about that. And anyone listening has probably heard about that. The way to like literally change up how your brain's wired. It's so powerful. Um, it, it, it's exactly right because you know the um, again uh, Lexapro has and anything in the same class as SSRI has its purpose and it does work but it works by basically um, allowing more you know uh, blocking the reuptake of of, of serotonin so um, while you're while you're using it it's working to make you feel better but like you just said you're exactly right it's not it's not healing you um, as you get off of it and as it leaves your 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 body you're going to feel exactly the way you did before you took it because it's just you're not you it, it helped you while you're using it mm-hmm. with the with the uh, magic mushrooms with psilocybin they are they're actually rewiring your brain they're they are healing you they're called they're causing healing which is that's the path i decided to go and it, and it absolutely yeah. worked <laughs> yeah that's awesome yeah yeah so how would you describe how you see yourself the world or anything really differently from mushrooms. So not only like how you feel differently, but how did it change mm-hmm. your viewpoint on life altogether? Yeah, it's it's a it's a great question, Gary. And 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 it's um I'll try to I'll, I'll try to explain. I think some things I probably can't explain, but but so the first answer I'll give you is they definitely change the way you see life, the way you feel about life. Um, one of the one of the biggest things is, I, I, and I can't really I, I can't really put it into words, and I can't verbalize it, but but um, time, they they made me realize that there's something about time that we as humans are not really programmed to understand. But there's like there's this timeline of our lives, and actually not even our lives, but there's this timeline of like the whole like everything, and there's something about that timeline that I, I feel like, how can I say this? I feel like everything has already taken place and we're kind of like, we're seeing our lives in, in like this tiny, tiny little space on a timeline, but, but everything's already taken place like before and, and after. And we're just, we're just here and we feel it. I've gone, so I've gone, um, are you familiar with um, float deprivation, uh, sensory deprivation float spot? Are you familiar with that at all? Very familiar. Yeah. I used oh, to do yeah. it at least once a week. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's, greatest so so um a few couple months ago i was floating i I try to float i try to float once a week if i can but these days i I haven't been doing it as much um but i was 
and, and I, w- I was using some of the some plant medicine before I went in, and that's just a, it's a perfect thing because for your for your viewers that don't know what it is, it's basically you go into this 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 float spot. It's a, it's a shallow little thing, but it's got so much salt in it. You float, and it's room temperature, and all the lights are off. You're in this little private pod, kind of, and all your senses are taken away because you're floating, and there's no light, there's no sound. It's just you floating. It's almost like you're floating in the universe. It's it's an amazing experience. And if you have if you've never tried it, you got you got to try this. But um, mm-hmm. so a short time ago, I was I was floating and I was taken back to see. I've always thought in my adult life, I always thought that my childhood was not really that great, and I had some trauma and I had some just weird things from my childhood. But I was actually taken back in time to my childhood and and in particular i think um junior high or i think they call it middle school these days but um and high school um and i saw myself and i felt i was in that time and i felt like my life was not as bad as i thought it was Mm. here i am and and so i was i was kind of like feeling i was actually feeling that i was back in in that in that time so so to to answer your question one one of the major things I've, i've i've i feel is that we don't understand time like it really is. And I can't, I can't explain it. I can't describe it, but it's, it's a really strong feeling. And there's a lot more. There's a lot more. I just feel like there's, there's more, much more to this universe than we would ever be able to explain. Yeah. But, but there's a sure. lot going, there's a lot going on out there and, and maybe in subsequent uh, sessions, I'll, I'll be able to figure out a little bit more, but, but I think our, our brains are not, are not programmed to really figure this all out, even, mm-hmm. even with, even with plant medicine. Yeah. Ultimately, I think that's what plant medicine, the psychedelic experience does is it opens us up to the grand mystery that we're in. And it, in, in the sessions that we're in, it, it shows us these things and these revelations and then we come back, try to explain it. It's like, oh, you just can't because it's just like, it's so magnificent in the moment. And you just, there's no way that words can really um, do it justice, right? But ultimately, what I like to say is that psychedelics show us that there's more than meets the eye to the human condition. I agree. That's a great way to phrase it. There's so much more. And, and yeah, like you just said, it, uh, it just, it's, it's very difficult to explain, but people that get into this world will, will be, they understand what we're talking about. If yeah. they, if they, they, you know, get into this world. Yeah. 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 It's interesting what you describe. It's like it allow you to go back into your childhood and view it from a different perspective and to see that it wasn't so bad after all, you know, it, it may be for you and for others, maybe it's a way to almost transcend our trauma or at least our perceived trauma from our childhood, you know, and just being able, because I think that's really, we're all traumatized in one way or the other. And I think how we, get over it per se is we just we just see it in a different light you know maybe we just we examine it in a different way and that maybe is in a way literally our brain drawing neuro, different neural pathways from how it was you know throughout the years it's just that's the, the act of that is us being able to see it differently um if that makes sense so yeah i think that's totally. what psychedelics totally. um i think they they allow us to just view our life differently like yeah you can have these grand revelations but ultimately it just allows us to analyze the human condition and your your place in time a little bit differently and ultimately yeah you can you can have these like grand movies of the mind but ultimately we come back and for some reason they seem for the most part not always but for the most part they seem very beneficial to our way of life you know what i mean like they seem proactive 
in us creating a better quote unquote sober life. You know what I mean? I, I totally understand what you mean. And, and to take it to a, a little bit of a different level, I also feel not only the past, but I feel like if I imagine something that I'm going to be doing in the, in the future, especially the near future, I haven't really tried this so much with like the distant future, but I, I really feel that I can tell what's going to happen. I, I feel mm. like it's, I, I can, um, I can feel what's going to happen in my future. Certain, certain things that I've like planned and I, I can tell how they're going to go. It's, it's, it's really amazing. Yeah. And, they, and it usually turns out to be accurate. You, I, I can't say a hundred percent. I've had a few that didn't come out exactly the way I thought, but, but I'd say 90% have come out the way I, the way I thought they'd come out. That's pretty powerful, man. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. Yeah. See, but interesting, I'll just, I'll just share something right. else with you as, as we're, as we're talking here, mm -hmm. I, I shared a little bit about my, um, dental business that I had with coaching and consulting and speaking. And I, I did a lot of speaking and a lot of, a lot of podcasting and a lot of, um, you know, interviews like this. And so the reason I want to bring that up is because in my past, um, I'd be sitting here and I, I wouldn't, for some reason, I don't know if it was my breathing or whatever it was, I wouldn't be relaxed. And, and at the end of an interview, the end of a podcast, the end of a show, whatever I was doing, I felt like I needed to, um, decompress for like hours. And I, I felt, I, I felt like my blood pressure was up. I felt like just something was really weird, but as, as compared to right now, after two years of, of microdosing and really working on myself, I mean, I feel like I am, I couldn't be more relaxed right now. And it's, it's talking to you and it's, it's, you're, you know, you're a friendly guy and you're, but I've talked to a lot of friendly guys in the past. And for some reason, even with friendly people, I would just start to feel horrible that that whole feeling is, is totally gone. And I'm just sitting here chatting with you and I am like 200% relaxed. It's just, it's amazing the way, the way my body has changed my body and mind. I believe it, man. Yeah. It's um unfortunate because we live in a world where it's still demonized from where, you know, we're still living in the shadow of the drug war where people think mm -hmm. it's just a, some kind of escape or, just trying to see some colors, see the dragons or something like that, and just trying to get high, right? But it's not like that at all. Once you do it, it's like, whoa, this is not, it's not at all the picture that's painted in the popular culture. It's really not. And I think you realized that the first time you took it, right? And you went for a walk in the park. You're probably like, I know I did too, personally speaking, the first time I took it, I'm like, what? This is, this is not evil at all per se this is not wow. like the way that it's portrayed at all in popular culture um yeah so i don't know i'm just saying it's an unfortunate thing that i mean we're, we're living in a time where we're, we're having this conversation is going to be published on the internet and plenty of other people are speaking about the benefits of it but it's still schedule one substance <laughs> right yeah. or schedule two or whatever it's 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 a felony right at least in the united states yeah. it's yes. still highly illegal and there's so many people on this planet that I know that um, could benefit from psychedelic therapy or microdosing. And they just don't, one, know about it. Two, if they know about it, don't have the access to it. Or three, you're just scared of the whole experience. When in actuality, it can be so beneficial to the whole human race. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you want to work off of that. I'm just kind of going off on a little emotional rant about how. <laughs> no, it's so true. And I, it's funny. I just did a, um, it, this was my uh, latest podcast episode was released today. And it was, I got a question from somebody about, should I, <clears throat> should I microdose or should I dose my children? And mm. I, so I said, I answered the question on my show and, and I said, 
I said, I'm going to answer that for myself. Should, would I microdose my children? And I, I said, absolutely, yes, 100%. But then I had a caveat. My, see, my, my, my kids, I have two kids, they're, they're, in their, they're in their mid to late 30s right now. So I wouldn't microdose like a 15. I wouldn't, it's a whole different topic. But, but, yeah, yeah. but it, led me to, it led me to think back, okay, when I was the age that my kids are right now, which is, let's say, mid to late 30s, when I was that age, if I would have been able to have access to or, or utilize this medicine the way I know about it now, I'm wondering how different my life would have been because I would have seen things that I was going through, some trauma from a, from a first marriage, um, my profession. I would have seen some of these things in a totally different light. And I possibly could have made changes back then, whereas back then, unfortunately, I didn't have access to this. And I kind of just like like went with the program, like did what everybody else thought was the way I should live my life, you know, um, the right job, the right profession, mm-hmm. the right, the perfect marriage, was, which was not, but I had to play the part. So, yeah. so it's funny. If I, would, if I would have had access to this in my 30s, I, I, I would say my life would have been like drastically improved. Yeah. So, so yeah. So people should have access to this. Um, I think it could almost anybody because it's not just, let's say you don't have mental health issues. Let's, but let's say you want to be more, um, in tune to your work or to your family or to your loved ones or more creative there it's it, it the list it goes on and on and on i i, I find myself skiing better um, <laughs> since i've been micro it's 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 really it's it's really unbelievable yeah yeah they're like our allies it, you, they really are yeah. if you, it's like if you respect what the the plant intelligence you know some may say there's plant spirits who knows but either way i do feel like uh if there is some kind of intelligence to these things they're on our side. You know what I mean? <laughs> like these definitely. things, yeah. these things work with us. I mean, they def- definitely can be abused as well. You know, there's definitely ways that um, one can get themselves in some sticky situations if it's not the right set or setting um, per se. But ultimately, I think if it's well-respected, um, it's only going to be beneficial for one's well-being. I'll share something with you, Gary. That was funny. So when I first started two years ago, I... I remember I was so excited and I felt so good. What's the first thing you do? Of course, I, I went to I went to Facebook and posted. I did a post on my well, just my personal profile about how um, I just tried microdosing and I just feel I feel so good. And it's, it just, I kind of went on and a little bit. And I re- I still remember this date. Like I got a lot of positive response. But somebody that I that I'm actually pretty close with, she gave she gave me like this big thumbs down. Like you know, in other oh, words, no. I, I I took that to mean like. You're doing something illegal. This is terrible. You're a drug addict. I took it to mean that. But then I'm thinking like, okay, this person that gave me the big thumbs down, she drinks alcohol. Oh, and yeah. I, would, I will go on record and say there is zero question, even though alcohol is legal, there is zero question in my mind that this is not only safer than alcohol, but but much more beneficial. Alcohol, I don't see as beneficial in any way. Now, I'm not against it. I, I don't, I, you know, I have a, maybe a couple drinks a month, if that. I'm not against it, but it doesn't, it doesn't help your life in any way. This does, this does change your life in, in a positive way for sure. But so I still remember that big thump, like you are a bad person. <laughs> That's ingrained in your soul now. That thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> At least I can laugh about it. I never, yeah. I never, I never said anything to her. I just, I just kept it quiet, never said a word. That's you know, it's okay. <laughs> Yeah, man, I believe it. It's just um, ultimately, it's just 
people falling into the propaganda of the drug war, like I mentioned, it's still there. Um, unfortunately, it is. but yeah. hey, I think it's just a matter of time at this point. Um, some people are going to get it, some people aren't, but I think it's it really is just a matter of time. And every day that goes by, more and more people are slowly waking up to the fact of uh, the power of not only mushrooms but all psychedelics and psychedelic therapy. And it's I think it's becoming a uh, at this point like a new thing for psychiatric health. I mean, I'm not too into that field, but I follow it a little bit, and some experts in that field, and they say like this is the this is the thing right now that people are interested in. So interesting times we're living in for sure. That that thumbs down lady might uh might be a thumbs up lady in a few years. Who knows? I'm hoping. I'm hoping because God knows she. I know she could use some herself. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um. But it's it's interesting. Um, so a couple of things. Um, when I first started, I, I did ask my psychiatrist. Not that I was going to really go by his his yes or no, but I, I did I did try to get his blessing. I said I, he's a really cool guy I go to, and I said I've heard about this microdosing. I said what, and this is when I was you know going in and I was on Lexapro, and you know things were seemingly going well. But I said, what do you think about me trying microdosing? And, and without hesitation, he said he said absolutely yes. He said I've got patients that have tried it that are using it and and I've I've heard great results. He he couldn't like officially prescribe this, but he he gave me, he said absolutely yes. And um then I remember I don't know, it may have been six, seven months later, I kept up my appointments and I still I still go every once in a while just to check in and, and just let them know how I'm doing. And I, I remember, yeah, it's probably about six months later I went in and I said, Doc, I wrote down a whole bunch of things that I've learned from this microdosing, these things that like, well, why my life is the way it is. Like, it's, and he looked and I read the list. It was a list of maybe five or six things. I don't remember exactly, but, but he, I, he listened to me as I read this, this list. And he said, Dave, I've got to tell you that the things that you've realized about your life would have taken 10 to 20 years of talk therapy to real, to get this realization. He said, these this microdosing has helped you incredibly realize like what's going on and what has gone on in your life. And it was, it was, just, it was amazing. It was mm -hmm. really cool. Yeah. That's pretty powerful, man. <clears throat> yeah. That's really powerful. I know. Um, I don't know if you want to take this example to be the standard, but uh, Timothy Leary said uh, after his first mushroom trip that he learned more about the mind in his trip than he did in his what, 10 years of schooling you know, and he was a Harvard professor. So, you know, I mean, some people agree with Timothy Leary, some people disagree with how he went about it. But I think just that statement right there and your mm. statement goes to show about how powerful these things are and how efficient they are, you know, how how absolutely how well they work with our brain to to just yeah. I don't know, just uh almost like create a different brain. Not create a different brain, but like just, yeah, um, no, I know what you mean. I know grow, exactly. Just, just grow ultimately as a human. And you, and you feel, yeah, and you feel different. You feel like the way yeah. I feel every day now. It's and, and like Gary, it's hard to put, it's hard to put into words. But the way I feel every day is, is very different than the way I felt two years ago every day, or yeah. twenty years ago. It just it's and it's a better it's a, it's a better feeling for sure. But mm -hmm. I'll tell you something. The the other end of that spectrum with my doctor, it's funny. I just had a physical with my primary care doctor. Probably about three, four months ago, and when I went the into, I felt fill, you know, I filled a new intake form, and and one of the questions was, I think, have you, um, do you use any type of um, 
recreational drugs. And even though I don't consider these recreational, I, I want it to be totally transparent. I want to, you know, I, I don't, I, I want my doctor, I'm not embarrassed and I want my doctor to know what I'm doing. I think yeah. it's only fair. Mm-hmm. So I, I did fill out, I think I filled out something like I, I microdose psilocybin for my mental health. And so when I went in for the exam, she questioned me about that. She said, oh, I see you're using, I said, yeah. She said, well, I'm going to recommend that you don't. Now, now, let me just tell you something. Let me back. She, she, I love her. She's a great doc, and she's helped me with a lot of a lot of my um, a lot of my um, health issues. She's um, she's helped me with a lot of things, and so she's really good. So changing docs is not an option. But I, but I, but I, but I said to her, but I think she's old school also. And um, I said to her, well, why? Why? It's really helped me. Why? Why do you think that? Why do you think I shouldn't do it? And, she, and her answer was, well, because these are psychedelics. And I said, that was her answer. That was her answer. Mm -hmm. And I said, and she said, also, they could lead to, you know, they could lead to very old school, but these could lead to other things. And I said, I said, no, no." I said, I know they're psychedelics and you don't have to worry. I'm I'm not, I don't have the personality. I don't have an addictive personality at all. I said, doctor, you don't, you don't have to worry. And she kind of let it go. But I could tell she, I could just tell she didn't know enough about them. And and that that, that was okay. It, It was, it was fine with me. Mm hmm. Well, I think that's our job. People that are into this or have been into this in the past, um, paving the way through a, um, uh, how do I put this? Just, you know, not being the the guy with dreadlocks in a tie-dye shirt going to raves. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I love the hippies. <laughs> but like being a stand-up person. You know what I mean? And seeing that the doctor, you know, you literally mentioned to her that you're microdosing psilocybin and she could see who you are and see that you're, you're level-headed, you know, you're a stand-up right. guy, right. Yeah, yeah. you know, you're articulate. So maybe in that moment, maybe not, it planted a seed in your brain to look at psychedelics. If she's open-minded or anybody that's open-minded would look at you and, and it would plant a seed in their mind. You're like, hey, maybe, maybe these things aren't so evil after all. Um, so I think that's what I'm trying to say is that's what our goal should be, I guess, is to, is to just plainly educate by being, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't think about. Uh, just um, like, I don't know, like proponents for, of like advocate, advocates, proponents. Is that what you're yeah, saying? but it's like just naturally being an advocate by just being yourself, like not trying yeah, to like yeah, put yeah. it in anybody's face, just like being natural about it and showing that you're you're a regular human being just like anybody else. And you're using this just as a way to just find a sense of well-being in your life. And you're not doing it to trip out, man. You know what I mean? So I guess it's just like, I feel as though people that are experienced with microdosing, that's our... That should be, I mean, there's no should or shouldn't. I'm not telling anybody what to do, but I feel in my life, I feel like like I should, having this experience and this knowledge, um, be like the the guiding light to this thing, to hopefully plant seed in somebody's mind if they don't know any better. And I think uh, anybody, should, I mean, I think I, naturally, I feel just a slight obligation to do that, right? Mm-hmm. So I think, I think we all do to a certain extent, if you're, if you're, a quote regular person i feel like that's just the path at this point is to keep just planting the seed in people's minds and then maybe if even if it changes one person to think about psychedelics mm-hmm. a little bit differently and they go on google and they search you know psych there's plenty of things that we can search and there's plenty of research coming out now um if that's 
I mean, I'm, what am I, what am I trying to say here? I'm kind of getting lost in my words. I feel as though that's what we should do as, um, you know, relatively normal people, quote unquote, mm -hmm. is to just mm -hmm. shine the light by being an example of, um, just yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, it's very true. I mean, and, and it's funny you said that because I, I didn't feel good just leaving it like that. I just felt like something needed to be, there needed to be a little bit of closure. So like a week or two later, we were chatting on a, on a video conference and I, I said to her, I said, doctor, I just want to talk to you again about what we talked about a couple of weeks ago about, um, you know, microdosing and, you know, psilocybin. And I, I just made it clear to her, look, this is, it's changed my life. And, and you can look, look at me. I'm not like, yeah. I, I'm a, I'm a normal guy. It's not, it's not doing anything bad to me. I, I, I'm not a party or I'm not, I'm not taking this for like, uh, 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 not that there's anything wrong with some people doing it, but I'm, I'm not taking this to party. And like you say, go to raves or, or, or just trip out and do crazy things. I'm, I'm, I'm taking this for my um, mental and, and spiritual and physical health. It, yeah. it, it helps, it helps all of those. And, and then she kind of, she kind of let it go and she, and that, and, and I'm fine with that. I'm fine with it. But, but you're like, you and I are, you and I are both taking it to the next level because not only do we use this in our own lives, but we are telling, talking to other people, you know, every day as we do these types of shows. So I think that's, yeah. um, you know, and like you said, I, I, I love what you just said. Even if I help just one person, I, I say that all the time. I say sometimes at the, even at the end of one of my shows, I say, if I, if I just help one person, then it's made my day, but I have a feeling I've helped a lot more than one person. And I know you're feeling the same way for sure. I think so. Yeah, I hope so. No, no question about it. I mean, with a yeah. shirt like that, Gary, you're you're helping people just by walking around, walking around in public, <laughs> right? Just by existing. Exactly. Right? Hope so, at least. <laughs> That's funny, man. Um, yeah, uh, this is good, man. I think it's just um up to us to just normalize it at this point, you know? Yeah, because we and just we come from a world where it's just like so it's almost scary. You know, and people are turned off by the scariness and the 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 extremely illegality of it. So I think it's just up to us to make it not so, uh, you know, not so airy fairy. It's not this like crazy because, like your doctor said, it's because it's a psychedelic. Well, you would you would say yes because it's a psychedelic, <laughs> right? That's a great, that would be a great response. <laughs> that would have been a, a great response. I wish I would have had you. <laughs> uh, yes, but, of course. But you, but you know, even for people, even for people that um don't are not experiencing um mental health issues such as depression or anxiety or ptsd you know the list goes on and on and on but um i mean i'm speaking to somebody now who wants to be like more creative or feel better about their everyday life and and i'll share something with you so um a short time ago after microdosing for for and, and and again, so getting back to what you just said, also, um, we're we're mainly talking about microdosing. At least I am. Um, so th there's nothing to be there's nothing to be afraid of. It's it's a microdose. It's a it's a tiny tiny fraction of a regular, um, yeah. full full therapeutic dose. It's quite benign. But, uh, it's it's very benign. I mean, you go about your day, and, and it just it works in the background. But um, it it allowed me to um, a few months ago. It allowed me to go back on a stage and and believe it or not, in front of a, in front of a, a, a fairly nice sized audience, um, do stand up comedy. Oh, and wow. I used to, I used to do a little bit. Of, stand up comedy is extremely difficult. I mean, I could be a speaker. I could go on stage and talk about something that I know about and with with ease and do very well. But stand-up comedy is is extremely difficult. But it gave me the um, 
it, it gave me the, the feeling that I, I just I want to try this again. And even though I, I'd say I'd probably give my looking back at my performance a few months ago, I give myself about a seven out of ten, which is fair. But I did it. I did it. Mm-hmm. I felt good about it. And if I want to continue doing it, I could do I could do it more, and and I'll I'll probably get better and better. But um, but these this this wonderful medicine was the impetus that helped me get back on stage in front of an audience and at least at least and if i bombed it was okay too i just felt like i just wanted to do it i wanted i wanted to get up there and try it so so people that you know that are not experiencing necessarily mental health issues it, it will help creativity it'll, it'll help relationships it'll help the way you see things totally differently i mean i just think it's it's almost for everybody if mm-hmm. they choose if they choose if they choose of course yeah 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 amen to that man yeah Thomas mckenna yeah. says amen it, <laughs> it dissolves boundaries. So I think it not yeah, only dissolves yeah. boundaries like between other people when you're like, you know, we don't have, I think we all in a certain sense have some kind of boundaries in terms of interactions with each other. So, you know, it does that, it dissolves boundaries between other people at all, but also within yourself in your own mind, like the boundaries of fear of thinking you're not good enough or you can't do this. Ultimately, it, it seems to dissolve fear. Right, like a generalized fear or angst that we have, it, it seems to somehow, some way, allows us to see on the other side of that and not listen to that. Um, it's interesting, man. It's interesting. Very, very much so, and it, it allows you to understand um, your ego and this this inner voice that oftentimes does try to help you in throughout your life, but oftentimes it tries to trip you up and get you to do things that maybe or gets you to hold, make you, makes you hold back and, and um, not do things that ordinarily you would have done. So the yeah. ego, be, the ego can be good and bad. And it just allows you, allows me to like understand about this, this voice um, trying to dictate my life and, and how to handle that ego. And it's, 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 again, it's a little hard to explain, but um, when you, when you're there, you'll understand it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It shows us our truer self, our truer yeah. way of living outside of the, the nagging, voice in our head that says you're not good enough it shows you a deeper sense exactly. of who we really are you know what we're here to do as human beings at least it has the potential i'm not saying it does or it doesn't for anybody but it has the potential to do that um to show us like a a, a more pure sense of what it means to be a human being yeah. exactly i mean if somebody looks in the mirror and and they feel they look in the mirror and they feel that oh god I'm 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 too fat or my, my I'm I'm ugly or, or or this or that or just you know my, I don't have a hair you know that's yeah. basically it's basically your ego I didn't mean anything about the hair sorry <laughs> I took offense to that all right <laughs> hey look hey look I, I you still got some <laughs> we could all use a little more <laughs> but, but, but my point it doesn't matter yeah it doesn't exactly. matter because it's it, who cares? It's 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 the ego that's trying to say you you know you're not good enough. You're not you know you're not pretty enough. You and you start comparing yourself to other people on on perfect people on social media and everything. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and you so yeah, you're right. You see, you get to see yourself in an entirely different perspective and and a, a better perspective, a conscious perspective. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> conscious conscious perspective. It all everything comes back. Everything comes back to the title, right? There it is, man. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. so true, though. It's really true. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's beautiful. It's kind of a miracle. I think we said this in the beginning, but really, it seems like a miracle. And it may seem weird to know somebody that doesn't know any better. You're like, it's a mushroom. What do you mean? It's a miracle. But it's like when you're in that state, yeah. and you're just so engrossed in the magnificence of it. It's like, yeah, this 
this is it, man. This is it. This is a miracle. Well, these these plants were put here for a reason. Mm. It's not. I just don't think it's by chance. I don't think it's it's a coincidence. These plants were given to us for a reason. And, and like you and I are not the one, and people in our in our generation, we're not the ones that even discovered this. I mean, they've been they've been used by man or to be politically correct, man and woman, right? Um, for for uh, tens of thousands of years, we didn't we didn't discover these. And of course, like you just said earlier, that you know the war on drugs um, limited us and made it made it a, 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 a appear to be a bad thing. But but that'll be over. That'll be over soon. And I want to mm-hmm. say, like I, I'm here in Utah, and Utah is a it's a pretty it's a pretty conservative state here. But even in Utah, um, I've got a good buddy here. Um, Bridger Jensen is his name, and he's real. I'm not really that active um, it, as far as like the the political uh, part of this and, and the law, but he's he this guy's really active, and, and he's he's making we're making a lot of progress progress here, even in Utah, to get this. Um, the first step would be to be used as a as a plant medicine, not recreational, but as a plant medicine, which is which would be good enough for me for now. Um, but but other you know there are other states, you know Oregon, Colorado, I think Michigan. Uh, there might be a state or two on the East Coast uh, that are very progressive, and, and and this is definitely advancing for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be a Schedule One forever. I don't think so. No way. Making yeah, a lot no of progress. Way. Yeah, the cat's out of the bag at this point. There's no way Absolutely. that could go on. The only reason it it is is because we're living, like I said, in the remnants of that. There's no way. Let's say it became legal hypothetically. There's no way that it would that would happen again. Like you couldn't have the drug war part two. Like that would just not fly because the only reason is we're still, we're it's schedule one is because it was made schedule one so long ago. And we just, it takes such a long time and so much effort to change laws. You know what I mean? So yeah, it is just a matter of time at this point, which is the good thing, even though I wish it could happen right now or could happen tomorrow. Inevitably, I do believe it is going to become uh, just part of the psychiatric medicine. Well, when I was in lives. when I was in high school and college, and you know we were smoking weed that came from Mexico, most likely. Yeah. Never, never in a million years did I ever dream that when I was older I'd be able to walk into a shop and just and just buy this over the counter. I mean, <laughs> we've we made we made a ton of progress with stuff like that. So yeah, right, yeah, weed's legal. Forget about that. I mean, Take pretty that much. Granted, but yeah, that's on, that's very recent as well. But it's but it's still I think it's I think it's still Schedule One um, federally though. I'm yeah, pretty sure. it is. Mm-hmm. So that kind of that kind of sucks. But I think that's gonna that's going to go away as well. But as long as um, state wise, as long as it's not, and as long as you know you can, I think the feds aren't gonna obviously the feds aren't gonna come down on you and say it's this is Schedule One federally. But you know as I'm as I'm walking out of a weed shop or something or mm-hmm. dispensary, dispensary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> medical marijuana dispensary <laughs> actually no it's not even medical yeah it's a, it's not medical anymore it's recreational but uh yeah right, whatever. right those are right. just labels these are all just plant medicines that like you said are here for a reason they're from the earth they're organic yeah you know? and yes. we don't have any yes. right to say that you can or can't do such a thing to be honest with you it's kind of i like to say it may seem a little extreme but i like to say the illegality and prohibition of these things you know, mushrooms, marijuana, 
you could even say mescaline, ibogaine, ayahuasca, the whole the whole list of psychedelics and plant medicine is a crime against humanity. And I really do believe that because there's a lot of people suffering and there's a lot of people that could truly be healed if we knew how to use these things and had had these incorporated into our lifestyle. There's a lot of people, there's a lot of literal lives that could be saved from it. So I do believe in the future when this is, we do live in a just world and it's all legal, we will look back at this time and putting this on record, people will look back at this time and be like, what? It almost like we, we look back at people living in the stone age, right? Or we look back at people living in the 1800s with like, I don't know, slavery or something like, how could they, how could they live right. in such like yeah. such dark times? Well, I do believe people are going to look back at this time. I mean, this is the, this is the, um, I guess you could say the awakening, but like from the sixties on from the late fifties on to whenever it becomes legal, we'll look back at this time and be like, it was a crime against humanity. I do fully believe that. Totally agree with it. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, because it is Schedule 1, it's stopping a lot of people that are sick from, mm -hmm. you know, the people. I can understand people wanting to totally be on the on a certain side of the law and, and they're, they're not able to access or use this or don't want to because they're afraid of ending up in jail. But meanwhile, um, this could this could change their lives and they feel better every day but of course it's illegal so they don't they don't do it but it's 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 really sad it really is sad yeah well thankfully we got people out there like you spreading the good word you know and you for sure <laughs> that's that's what we do right yeah man keep on fighting I mean, how, fight. how can we how can we how can you and i possibly keep quiet about this i mean it's changed, it's <laughs> exactly. changed our lives how, how, what am i going to stay, stay in a closet and not tell anybody i mean uh -huh. It's life changing. It really is. Yeah, that's the thing is you can't like you. You really. I I felt the same way. I, like after a few times I've done it, I said that I have to like I have to talk about this. I have to like do something about this because it's just so it's so magical. No pun intended on the magic mushrooms, but it does. It feels just so magical when you come out of a yeah. a, a very uh, just a an intense trip or microdose, whatever. It just feels so like there's something like I have to. Like there's, like I said, there's some kind of slight obligation. Like I need to talk about it to somebody. <laughs> I'm the same way. I feel here we exactly are. The same way. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah. Hey, man. I don't really. I think we could probably start to wrap this thing up. Um, yeah. Keep on fighting the good fight. Keep on doing your thing. Um, yeah. Do you got any last and words? Same. Anything you want to say? Well, I, um, I appreciate you having me. And, and I think we've, um, in this hour or however long we've been on, we've, I think, given a, a lot of great information. Um, one day, if you, if you want to have me, it's, it's it's too much for this show because I think this was more kind of um, a little more basic. But if you want to ever have me back, I've, I've got um, people, people oftentimes ask like, well, because, okay, I want to make it very clear that this is not, um, psilocybin is, is not just a pill or, or something that you just ingest every day or a few times a week and, and, and you're done and it makes you feel better. There, there's definitely stuff that you need to do alongside of it. And when I first mm. started, I didn't, you know, I heard that from everybody and I heard, you know, you got to meditate or do shadow work or, or, or um, enter in your journal. But I mean, I never really was clear on exactly what else needs to be done to really, really turn your life around. But I um, start outlining those things and I've got like a, if anybody's interested, I've got a bunch of things that we, we need to do alongside of this that, um, and after two years of experience of this, I, I think I've got it kind of nailed. So if we ever, I don't know, no, no pressure, it's up to you, but we, I could come back and we could talk about, um, 
you know, what, what goes along with it? What, what do you need to do alongside of microdosing to, to truly, truly change your life? And like me, like right now, I'm not, I'm not even, I'm, I'm taking a break from the microdosing and I feel as good as I want to feel like really good, but I've, I've incorporated some of these other things. So we could certainly chat about that another time if, if you like. Oh yeah, for sure. I agree. The whole holistic lifestyle. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's so important. And let me just ask very, you this. Do you, do you feel as though the mushrooms got you into that lifestyle? You know, oh. or they, did they coincide? Was it, is it correlation or is it causation? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. Probably a combination, but I, I, I really feel they, they, they point. See, remember when I said, when I first started the microdosing, I've heard that you have to do other stuff along with it. And I've listened to other people, but I didn't, I didn't feel like I understood that, but they've, they've absolutely pointed me in the direction, mm-hmm. in the direction of what else needs to be done to be, to be and feel really, really healthy every day. Mm-hmm. They, they've given me that, 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 that information that was available. They, they've guided me there. If that, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. I, I believe hundred percent. I feel that. 100% yeah, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like my things that I do, along might be different than what you do, but as long as they all work, it's totally fine. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But I just want to stress this: it's anybody that's listening. It's this is not a pill that you take every day and then just hope for the best. Um, it you know it, it there are other things that go along with it that will that will really enhance the change in in your in your life and your thinking. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. Yeah, totally, totally. Amen. Yeah, it's about the lifestyle that we build around it. Yeah, the mushrooms aren't everything. That's for sure. They might just be like oh, a catalyst. Right. But it's exactly, exactly right. Exactly. The whole package. It's what we bring to life. You know, it's how we yeah. how we approach this life. And the mushrooms just may allow us to approach life a little bit different. Maybe see life a little bit different, and then then um, structure our life a little bit different. Yeah, they're like our allies that's 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 an understatement they 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 yeah. really they, they yeah they, they it's i know this sounds cliche but they just they just they show you the way they they, mm. they and, you know two years ago i don't i don't know if i would have believed it somebody i don't i don't know if i would have you know i could be yeah. a little bit a little bit disbelieving uh, something that sounds too good to be true but but they they've definitely they definitely showed me the way to a to a much better life 100 percent. awesome and on that note i think we can probably wrap this thing up um yeah Appreciate your time, effort, and wisdom. Appreciate anybody that has listened this long. Um, yeah, keep on keeping on. Let's keep on fighting the good fight. Appreciate you. Hey, same. Thanks for having me, Gary. Really appreciate that too. All right. Well, peace and love to you. Peace and love to anybody listening in the future. And that's all I got to say. See you later. <laughs>